The purpose of planning is to create a structure that allows you to shine and succeed. But what that actually looks like can be very individual to you. My name is Yenna, and this is Building Balance. On this podcast, I dig into ideas, strategies, and tools around how you can increase your time freedom as a business owner and make real progress without overworking. I want to help as many people as possible experience more balance between business and life so that they can reconnect with why they started a business in the first place. If you'd like to get weekly actionable thoughts on how you can build more balance, make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Hey, dear listener, I wasn't going to have another episode out this week or or the Sunday because I had the Your Impactful Year series happening for five days last week, and that took quite a bit of an effort to create, right? But after a couple people said during that series that they really dislike the idea of having regular spots in their week for certain types of tasks, I thought it would be nice to record an episode with lots of alternatives for planning that are still going to be helpful for your brain. But I didn't want to record this over the weekend. I wanted to take the weekend off. And I figured that having a podcast episode on Monday instead of Sunday won't make or break my business, right? Well, all day yesterday, our neighbors were doing some kind of renovation and the noise was just so loud that I ended up working on other things because it would have just made this podcast episode a real pain to listen to. I think it's a bit funny that for an episode about planning, basically nothing went as planned. I mean, I'm creating an extra episode that I hadn't planned on. Actually, I'm creating two extras today because there was something else I wanted to talk about in relation to planning, um, which will be the next one that I record. And then, of course, I just wasn't able to record when I had planned yesterday. But here we finally are. If you've known me for a while, you already know that when I talk about planning and getting things done, the purpose isn't to get you to become this super productive machine or force getting things done for the sake of being productive all the time. But I do love planning and I believe it's an important tool that's available to anyone who wants to spend part of their time effectively so that they have plenty of time over for other things, just for having fun, for fluffing about, for doing whatever it is they feel like doing. Before we dive in, I want to talk a little bit about what not planning does on a brain level. So there's a limit to how much you can handle in your working memory at a time. This is called your cognitive load. Your brain is built to focus properly on just one thing at a time, but it can sort of handle a few, just not as well. And another interesting thing that's been discovered about the brain is that uncertainty feels painful for our nervous system. It fires up areas in our brain that also get activated when we feel physical pain. So if you're feeling unsure about what to do, there's a risk that that pain or rather figuring out how to avoid that pain takes up a big chunk of your working memory. That then causes stress and overwhelm 
And it messes with your ability to think creatively and clearly about other things, like the thing that you would like to be focused on. So when you haven't planned for what to do, your working memory might get occupied by worrying about when you'll do all the things and what should you even start with because there's so much stuff to potentially do. This could also be part of why it's so hard to turn our brains off when we're not working because our brain is still trying to solve this painful thing of uncertainty around tasks, around all the things that we still got to do. But when you do plan and when you have structure in your days, your brain is so much happier because it doesn't have to try to make decisions and keep all the things in your working memory while you're also trying to focus on the thing you're working on. And it just becomes more effortless to focus this way. You know what you want to get done and you know when you're going to do it. You probably know how you're going to do it. That is very helpful for your brain. Planning allows you to start your days and move through your days feeling more calm and in control. And when your stress levels get reduced, it helps you sleep better. Structure also helps you make progress. Even if you have multiple projects going on at the same time, and it gets easier to stick to deadlines if you have deadlines within your work. Maybe you're accountable to somebody else. Maybe you're just accountable to yourself. But it becomes easier to stick to deadlines that actually matter to you. Planning and structure also allows you to account for the work you need to do to bring in sales, to bring in revenue, but also the work that delivers on your sales. So for example, as a photographer, I do photo sessions, I need to edit photos and, and deliver people's galleries. That is what I get my revenue from. But I also need to be marketing myself consistently to keep getting new clients, to keep getting new revenue coming in. I know that for a lot of creatives, planning feels boring, um, which is something I'm going to dive deeper into in the next episode. But if you struggle and feel stressed and frazzled or overwhelmed throughout the day or throughout your weeks because you don't know what to work on and everything kind of feels equally important and urgent in the moment, it'll probably help you out to have some kind of planning practice in place. Planning and getting a bit more organized really helps free up your brain to focus and to be creative. Now, we're all different. We work differently and our work is different. And that means that what works for one person might not work for the next person. So I wanted to share all these planning ideas with you today so that you can sort of mix and match and tweak and refine things to create your own structure that allows you to shine and succeed. And so that you can have plenty of space to be spontaneous if you want to be. This first thing I want to mention is not actually one of the 10 ideas, but this kind of stretches over all of them. It's important to have some kind of written record of the things you want to remember and get done. Like I mentioned earlier, your brain has a limit to how much it can keep in your working memory. So if you carry all this information, all the things you need to remember in your head only, it takes up a lot of that memory and it's just very easy to get forgetful. 
Now, if you're someone who's only creating personal projects that don't really have to do with deadlines and you're not accountable to other people, it might be different. Maybe you don't need a plan and maybe you really just go with whatever you feel like that day. But if you're someone who creates products or or does services for others and the work you do includes a lot of steps, having it all captured somewhere is going to free up that brain space. Another important overall thing to consider is when you'll do your planning. Whether you plan a day, a week, a month at a time, that's all up to you, right? But as a general rule, based on how the brain is wired, it's good to plan before you actually need to get to work. If you leave the planning for when it's time to get work done, it eats up a lot of that brain power and energy that you could use for the actual work. You could plan the day before if you're only going one day at a time, or if you're planning weekly, then maybe you're putting together next week's plan on Friday or Sunday. Hey, this is Jenna from the future popping in. This episode felt a little bit like a struggle to script and record, and maybe you can even hear it as I'm going through. And it didn't hit me until I was done editing it that some of this stuff would have been so much easier to share in written form, maybe with some visual aids. So I'm going to write a blog post with these 10 ideas and then add that link to that in the show notes of this episode. So um, that might be like a good supplementary thing to check out as you're listening to this episode or after. All right, I'm going to let you back into the episode. But without further ado, let's get into the 10 ideas. Number one is to ditch your to-do list. It's been a few years since I completely got rid of my ever-growing sort of master to-do list. Having a huge stack of tasks just waiting for me felt like I was always running behind, and having a notebook filled with to-dos didn't exactly help me see what was most important to work on. It was quite a lot to keep track of. So now whenever I come up with a task I want to get done, I give it a slot in my weekly planning sheet right away if I decide that the task is worth doing. If you'd like your hands on my weekly planning practice and the weekly planning sheet I use, you can grab them at jennahelberg.com plan. It's free. You just need to pop in your email and you can, of course, unsubscribe at any time. Idea number two is to assign some tasks regular slots in your week. So in a part four of the Your Impactful Year series, which was the batch of podcast episodes that came out before this episode, uh, I suggested that you give certain tasks or certain types of tasks a regular spot in your schedule. When applying this idea, the point isn't to schedule out every single thing in a regular spot unless that actually sounds really appealing and helpful to you. It also doesn't mean that you have to get super specific around the actual task that you schedule. It could be something as simple as Monday afternoons are for marketing. I usually dedicate Mondays to writing, but that might be podcast scripts on one week and social media posts the next week. Planning certain tasks this way, and it has mostly to do with you know, the types of tasks that you repeat often, it can help your brain get into the groove faster. And as doing a type of task at a certain time becomes a habit, 
it also tends to become more effortless. So this is really nice for those tasks that maybe don't always feel super exciting, but you just want to get them done, right? Planning this way can also create some helpful boundaries. For example, because I only schedule calls on two days of the week, I only have availability for calls um, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays usually, or Tuesdays and Thursdays. Then I know that I can plan my other days pretty flexibly. Before, when I used to have available call times almost every day of the week, I kind of just felt like I couldn't plan for anything spontaneous in my weeks just in case someone happened to book a coaching call. So deciding that Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, those are my client days, it means that I can do spontaneous things or plan other things for the other days. And blocking off regular time for activities outside of your business can be helpful too, because taking care of ourselves and having fun, those things can often get pushed to the margins as a business owner. And also just like big projects that aren't um, directly related to a client or a sale, maybe we want to update our website or something like that. Those things also tend to sort of get pushed further and further. So having a regular spot for big projects in your week might be helpful. But if you have a lot of resistance around giving certain tasks regular slots, that's okay. There are other things that you can do to help your brain feel less overwhelmed by all the things that you want to get done. Idea number three is to plan your tasks on a weekly basis. So if you want to just go week by week and plan around whatever is happening that week, I feel like this is a great way to do it. And this is what I do. So when you plan your tasks into your upcoming week, it might be that you're giving each task their own time slot on your calendar. Like you might get very um, decisive around them, like at 8 to 10 a.m. I do X, Y, Z on Monday. But you might also just have a list of a few items to take care of for each day and then work on them kind of flexibly. So I plan my tasks into a weekly planning sheet that I've created, which has four checkboxes, um, space for four checkbox items per day. This helps me not overcommit myself. Idea number four is planning tasks on a daily basis. So just like with planning your tasks on a weekly basis, you could either create daily to-do lists with a few items per day, or you could give each task you want to do a time slot in your calendar. Even if you go day by day, I'd still recommend planning the day before if you know that you'll otherwise spend a lot of time trying to decide what to do when you start your day. Idea number five is to keep a master list. So if you're someone who has a lot of projects going on at the same time, let's say you're a designer and you're working with multiple clients at the same time, it might be helpful to keep track of all of your active projects in one spreadsheet where you've outlined the assignment and each task, each step that's required for it. And maybe you even add dates for when you want each of those steps to be done or when they have to be done, if those deadlines are given to you by the client. When your project is broken down into smaller parts like this, it makes it easier to know what to work on next, and your brain doesn't get overwhelmed by the big project as easily. 
Now, you might not be using a spreadsheet. Maybe you have some kind of client management system that keeps track of all this for you, and that's great. Idea number six is to have a rolling to-do list. So I very recently came across this concept called the rolling to-do list. The idea is basically that you have a master list of all the tasks you need to do somewhere. And then every day you grab some stuff, some tasks from your master list into a to-do list for your next day. And then as the day rolls around, whatever you don't finish that day, you roll into the next day. Plus, maybe you add in some new tasks again from your master list. So this might be something that would suit someone who doesn't really want to want their days to be... Um, all the same, right? Because you get to go, okay, what do I feel like doing tomorrow? Idea number seven is batching. So when you work on similar tasks in batches, um, your brain doesn't need to keep switching between different types of tasks. This doesn't necessarily mean to work on one type of task all day. It might just mean that you've collected all your admin work into one hour a week versus spreading them out, like doing them as they pop up. Or maybe you set aside two to three hours of client work each day. Or maybe it just means that you run as many errands as possible in the same afternoon. I like to do a good chunk of my writing in one go, usually on Mondays. I like to batch things like admin work. And I, whenever I can, I record multiple episodes in one go, and then I edit them all in one go. So it just helps me uh, sort of get into that flow and just get those things done faster. Idea number eight is time blocking. So what time blocking means is working on a certain task for X amount of minutes uninterrupted. So these might be 15 minute blocks. They might be up towards two hour chunks of time. The important part in time blocking is to just let yourself fully immerse into that one task and to try and eliminate as many distractions as possible up front. Ideally, you'll also give yourself a break every time you finish a time block. I don't use time blocking currently, but I can imagine that time blocking is extra helpful when you're working on something pretty big and maybe you just can't finish the task in one sitting, but you still want to make a decent dent in it. Another way that I can see time blocking be helpful is if there's a task that you don't really get too excited to do and that tends to stretch out because you distract yourself throughout but by setting a time limit to it and then minimizing distractions for that time, you can get that task done quicker and then you have time to do something fun intentionally versus just as a distraction. But I do like this idea of having that uninterrupted time per task and then taking a break. So this might actually be something I'm going to try out this, this coming year. Idea number nine is to separate between task types. So if you're someone who does not want to plan anything into your days up front, it would still be helpful to your brain to at least separate between different types of tasks or what those tasks kind of require of you. So maybe you could have one list of tasks that are priorities to you, that are important, that have a deadline or or that require a lot of focus or creative thinking. 
And then you could have a separate list of tasks that aren't super important or that don't require quite as much focus. So then when you get a chunk of time to do something, you can evaluate, is this a time of day? Is this a good chunk of time to work on one of my important things? Or is this more of like a situation where I have 10 minutes in between something and I just want to get a couple of those those not that important tasks done, things that I don't need to focus on quite as much as the other ones. Idea number 10 is to keep a distractions list. So when you're working on something and you have thoughts pop up like, oh, I need to email Malika or, oh, I got to remember to change that link in my email sequence. It's good to have a place where you can catch these to-do ideas so that you don't need to divert yourself from the thing you're working on. This helps you free up brain space to keep working because you're not worrying about forgetting that to-do that popped up. Then you can take time maybe later that day to evaluate whether or not they all need to be done and when you'll do them. So when I get distracted by ideas and to-dos throughout the day, I write them down in a notes area on my weekly planning sheet And then towards the end of the day, I can take a look at them and decide if they're worth doing and which ones I can do right away, which ones are just quick and which ones make sense to actually schedule into my week sometime later. And then this isn't one of the official planning ideas. This is like a little bonus tip. But one thing you can do to support your working memory is to make sure that you take good care of yourself. Pay attention to how you eat, how you, you know, fuel yourself, how you sleep and how you move your body and how do you care for your emotional and mental health. I highly recommend that as you plan your days and weeks that you block off time for yourself first. Blocking off time for yourself first might mean literally to block off time for yourself first thing in the day. But it might also just mean that you block off chunks of time in your schedule for yourself before you start filling it out with other things. All right, that's a good chunk of ideas that you can pick and mix from to create your own way to plan or structure your work weeks. For example, maybe you use a rolling to-do list, but time block each task. Or maybe you plan tasks on a weekly basis while batching everything that feels good to batch. Maybe you keep a master list or spreadsheets of all the things you need to remember to do and then just create a daily to-do list based on that. I know it can be tempting to try to think your way to what will work best, but really the best way to figure out what works for you is through trial and error. Test what sounds appealing to you, see how that goes, and then you can change the things that just don't seem to work or that could go better. If you tend to struggle throughout the week or feel stressed about all the things that you need to get done, we can work together through my impact intensive to figure out which tasks would make sense for you to focus on and which ones you could just let go of. And during the intensive, we'll also make a plan around how you might best get those things done. And the intensive includes two weeks of messaging support so that you can ask questions as you're implementing. And we'll also have a follow-up call to make refinements to your plan. If you're curious about working with me through an intensive, 
I would love to jump on a free connection call with you. We'll talk about what it looks like in your business right now and how I can support you in simplifying and making things run smoother so that you can experience more work-life balance and feel more at ease and in control. If you, after the call, decide that coaching isn't for you right now, that's all right. I'm happy to chat either way. You can find out more about my impact intensive at jennahilberg.com intensive. And you can grab your call at jennahilberg.com connect. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. I hope you have a beautiful week. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you share about it in your Instagram stories and tag me at the Jenna Helberg. I'm so, so curious to know who's listening. And it would, of course, also help my tiny podcast reach more cool people like you. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope to be in your ears again soon.